the world is in this terrible situation. It's not even just a personal thing. It's everybody, everywhere. Of course, Nigeria is messed up right now. Really, really messed up. Um, completely messed up. Leadership messed up. Um, death rates and all those stuff. But it's not just Nigeria. Um, terrorism, I believe, um, terror level was raised in the UK maybe yesterday or, um, or day before yesterday. Um, we watch the news, an invincible virus, um, and sometimes there's so, nothing you can do about terrorism. It's just there. Unfortunately, we live in a world where some people's ideology is tapped. It's crazy. And they do what they, they do, which is sickening um, and stuff like that. But in the case of Nigeria, there's something you can do about bad leadership. So when I've said that God didn't do jack, it came up from my own frustration, which I still have. Growing up in a family, good family, God-fearing, and I've always just heard God is gonna, <clears throat> God is gonna do this, God is gonna do that, God will fix Nigeria, God will fix everything, God is gonna make everything alright. Um, some people even say we should not go to school anymore because Jesus, God is coming to take us up to heaven, God is gonna do everything. Now I'm gonna be 14 few days time. And I'm not using that to remind you that you should send my gift. Were you intending not to send my gift? Come on, man. So whenever I say I'm going to be 40, so I'm just saying, listen, if I don't get a gift, I'll consider you a... Oh, sorry. I can't say anymore now, yeah? Anyway, I'm just joking. I'm just joking, you know? Um, so um, I'm going to be 40 soon. And I've just realized that it's like God didn't do anything. Everything we were told that it's going to do, it's going to fix Nigeria. It's going to fix Africa. It's going to make food more available. It's going to make our children not die in the hands of brutal police anymore. It's going to um, come. They even said it's going to come. And say in 20, when we get to the year 2000, they said, God is going to come, we were told. It's going to come. The world is going to end. But that night, nothing happened, even though it rained. There was rain that night because it's raining season. And he said, that's the sign. I think someone said to me that, uh, imagine how old I was then. He said, the rain is a sign that it was coming, but it changed his mind. <laughs> I'm like, did he not drive a Rolls Royce down because Rolls Royce is have umbrella? Is it because of getting wet? Or It's just a funny theory world. So my first thought, theory is easy. Write that down. Theory is easy. Practical is neither easy nor hard. It's just practical. Theory is something. It comes from recitation. You recite. You memorize things. So the theories of life, the theories of the Bible, the theories of scriptures, when somebody says, I know so, 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 I do so, 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 I am so, 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 theory is limited to information passed down to you. Practical is based on mentorship. That's what we call apprenticeship. In apprenticeship, you are actually with someone and you're learning. Mentorship gives you the practical situations of life. So the first thing I would say mentorship would do to you is that it, it, it takes you from the realm of theory into practical. 
You can teach a person about boxing all you like. You can tell them, you know how many times I've heard about boxing. Give him uppercut. Anyone has heard of uppercut before? Oh, I'll give him uppercut. It goes like this. Now, the problem is the day I tried to do boxing, you all saw it on my gram, on my Instagram stuff. Look, three minutes into that thing, I couldn't breathe anymore. Now, that's practical. Why did it become practical? Because I had a coach. At someone. Otherwise, someone is going to be telling me about the theory of it. So you will have a lot of people tell you about the theory of the Bible. They are arguers. By the time you see someone on any of my posts arguing Bible, already you know they don't have a good job. There's nobody in the world who actually practices the Bible, who have time to go on internet, on Twitter, on stuff to begin to argue about Bible. Nobody has that time. No real person that is living in the act of the apostle, actually doing the practical as time. But you see, because theory is talk. Talk, they say, is cheap. Theory is every day. Anyone can memorize a thing. Hey, unbelievers can memorize the Bible. It doesn't mean they've stopped selling drugs. It doesn't mean they've stopped having whatever sin that they, they people do, whatever they do. You know, it doesn't mean they've stopped. It just means that they know and in their mind they say things like, well, you know, but at least I'm not a pastor. They make you feel guilty for being a pastor at a young age. They make you feel as if, um, well, you know, but I can do that because I'm not a pastor. No, I'm not not doing that because I'm a pastor. I'm doing it because I found a principle in life that I would rather embrace, an ideology that I would rather live by. It is practical. So Paul says something, something like, um, follow me as I follow Christ. What he was trying to say there is that true leadership is practical rather than theory. Anybody can teach you something that they don't do. So I want you to think about this. How many practical people have you got in your life? That is mentorship. Again, don't forget this. Mentorship takes you from the place of theory into practical. So I can sit down and read a whole book about boxing. But until the day Kelly came and started teaching me how to box, I didn't know how difficult it was. Have you seen those guys going like this? It looks nice, right? Like you're going like this, bouncing about. So I thought, I'm going to wear this glove. I've got the Floyd Mayweather one. Yeah, the signed one. I want it is gold or gold plated or whatever it is. And then I've put on all the kits. I'm going somewhere with this. You put on all the kits and you start bouncing around like you will see Anthony Joshua bounce around and it looks cute. So you're doing those stuff. But when we go to the practical field, when we got to the place, I realized three minutes, man, I'm dying. It's not, I'm not even, guys, I'm not joking. I was dying, like, out of breath. Someone says, well, that's because you're not healthy. I know you're healthy. I'm looking at your stature, I know you're healthy. I can see it, yeah? So calm down. Um, I was out of, out of breath. Now, why? Because you can read all the books about success. Where do we stop succeeding? When do we stop trying? When you've tried to do business now and you are in debt, you've read a book about success. You've read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I think in my generation, everybody's ready, but you're still a poor dad. Why? Because theory and practical are two different words. Don't attempt practical without a trainer. I think you need to hear that. Do not attempt practical without a trainer. You know why? You will stop boxing sooner. 
It is my trainer that kept saying, do it this way, jump this way. This is uppercut now. I heard of uppercut before. I've seen Anthony Joshua do what they call uppercut before. I've seen all these things, but I've only just heard about it. But in the field now, my trainer told me to keep going on. I think that's why we have gym people or trainers. They call them personal trainers. What's the one in power base now? What are they called now? The gym. Huh? Gym guys. Now, they tell you to keep pushing, right? They tell you when you are tired is the time to push. They tell you that the amount of press up you need is 20, not 10. But guess what? If I go to the practical field by myself, I'm just going to give myself um, the amount of press up. I hope you heard me. I'm just going to say, oh, I've done for her. Then I'll jog and say, hmm, feel fit. In, in, in practical, when you are your own trainer, what happens is that you set your own fit standard. You tell yourself, now I feel fit. So Paul had to tell them, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. And so I, I look at the world today and I ask myself, yes, people go to church, but their pastors are not their PTs, meaning they are not their personal trainers, someone that pushes you to go beyond what your muscle can do. Sometimes I find, um, or what you feel your muscle can do. Sometimes I find some pastors say, you know, I'm teaching people how to just go to school, da, da, da. That's normal. You see, in our community too, even our parents tell us to go to school and that's nice. It's normal and then it's nice. However, there are people, so why do I need a pastor thereafter? If that's what mom tells me, if that's what dad tells me already, if that's what I see on television, no, pastor, our PT, meaning personal trainer now, what he does is that either directly or indirectly expands our mind beyond what is normal to the community takes us, again, takes us out of um, theory into practical and lets us see that, yeah, when you feel the pain, when you feel pained, this is important, again. when you feel pain, when you feel like you can't go anymore, when you, again, I repeat, when you feel pain, when you feel like you can't go anymore, when you feel like you can't do more press up, when you feel like you can't push anymore, when you feel like you can't throw punches anymore, a personal trainer tells us it's time to push it more. Otherwise, I don't need a pastor because if that is what everybody tells me in the community and that's what everybody does, why do I need a pastor? Why do I need a personal trainer? A personal trainer tells me that in you there is more, there is ability to do more than the normal person does. I think that's what builds world champions. Just someone pushing you to go an extra mile. Someone telling you to leave the theory world into the practical. Sometimes you see the sweat of your personal trainer so that you can sweat more. Someone that teaches you about giving. Giving is still the most connecting force in the world. You want to connect. You want to know people. You want to be connected to people. It is not email. It is given. That could be given of time. That could be given of money. That could be given of anything. It is still the best mentorship. So if there is anything that I want to emphasize this morning, your personal trainer is what tells you otherwise, you will get success by your own doings. Yeah. You will compare, you will, you will compare yourself to someone else and say, listen, I'm good because look at that person. Look at this person. Look at that person. I think I'm fine. No, you're not fine. You're only fine when they train at the gym guys, when they tell you now you've done well, you've done enough press up, you've done 20. I used to have a personal trainer as well. Gym, apart from boxing, 
as in myself and Pastor Lucy actually went to Lloyd's or some some gym place, and then we registered. We registered to uh, be stuff, you know. Um, so, anyways, um, this guy was training me, and he would tell me to do some plank. They call it plank. He says. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm thinking, guy, <laughs> I'm not sure you know what I'm going through. I'm not sure you know what I'm going through. But then sometimes what keeps me going is that I look at his muscles and I think he might have gone through what I'm going through. You know when you are planking now. Is it planking, right, Dari? Yeah, so I'm planking. Then it tells me to do the one you go like this way. You're going this way. Huh? What's it called? Sit-ups. It tells me to do that. Then he says, oh, you're going to do... 30 or 20 or whatever. And I get to 10 and I'm thinking, this guy don't know what I'm going through. But I'm looking at his muscles and I'm thinking, okay, maybe it does. At the time though, I must confess, at the time I started saying, um, no, I'll just stay with 10. He says, no, you've got to do 15. So at the point the guy gave up, he actually went to Pastor Lucy and said, are you with that guy, right? Uh, Pastor Lucy said, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she said, it's not going to make it. You know that, right? So, uh, I said, yeah, from today, I will not make it anymore because I will not pay you to personal train me anymore for saying I will make it. But he meant making it meaning in like trying to build whatever. You know, you sit with personal trainer and they say, what do you want to achieve? And so while you're trying to build that, that, Eugene tried to do that. I think Dari took him to gym, gym, and then I think his liver broke or something like that. There was a blood clot in his, in his freaking liver. Oh, I shouldn't be swearing anymore. The guy went to do exercise until his, um, blood was going to blow his intestine. It's a serious thing. But I use that as example for something bigger. It's bigger than gym. And there's nothing wrong with gym because even scripture says bodily exercise profits little. It says it profits little. So those who do spiritual exercise, they profit much. I'm just saying. Anyways, so that I don't get into ladies' talk right now. So, but what I wanted to bring out of that experience is the fact that this guy said, will say to me, um, five minutes of planking or two minutes of plank, right? But when I wanted to give up, I looked at his muscles. It doesn't feel because the guy is just standing there telling me to give. The time give my energy. The guy is just standing there telling me to, to push, to sweat more. It looks like he's standing there sweatless and asking me to sweat. It looks like he's standing there doing nothing and asking me to do a lot. It looks like he's there asking me to do everything and he's not doing anything. But the reason why he's qualified to ask me to do something is because he's done all of it. What made him a personal trainer to tell me to plant more, why he's telling me that I can push more, huh, is because he's done it. And he's not done it theoretically. It's not telling me, ah, you just don't know me. <laughs> if you know when I used to have mozu, but let me tell you mozu now. It's not telling me from past history. It's telling me from what I can see. I can see its muscles. And I know those muscles don't come just by chance. I know that it didn't have the muscle because let's say his name is Stephen. I know he didn't have those muscles by being lucky as Stephen. I'm, I'm also sure that he wasn't born with the muscles. I'm sure that without those discipline, without the discipline, he will probably have a pot belly, very big guy, 
some pot belly somewhere. I'm not saying anything is wrong with pot belly. If that's what you choose, that's what you choose. Good luck to you. So don't write me saying, oh, so are you saying pot belly people won't make heaven? You know you have people who actually ask those kind of questions. So anyways, but I, I see the outcome. So when, when wisdom says things like, by the way, let me tell you something, and I don't want to argue with this, um, but let me just drop this here. The first person to use a swear word, just in case you want to be doctrinary sound about this, the first person to use this swear word in the Bible is Paul. In the original Greek word, Paul says Kabbalah. Kabbalah means whatever it means. Kabbalah is the word Paul used a lot of times. So in case someone says, as a man of God, because they don't read or study the Bible, but I don't want to make that an argument point. I've told you, I said what I said. I was frustrated about Nigeria, about killings. Someone says, oh, do you then swear all the time as a pastor? No, I said, would they kill people in Lekki all the time? As much as, if they kill people tomorrow, I don't know what I can do. I can't lie to you. I don't know what I can do. The swearing is just, um, God pre- prevented me from going to Nigeria because it could have been that I would have been shooting instead of swearing. Who knows what would have happened? But hey, so be ye followers of those who through faith and patience obtain the promise is those humans. So look at a gym person. Who do I use as example in-house? Maybe, I don't want to use Prince because now I will be so happy and go buy three bags of weed. Um, Look at a diary, for example. And of course, Prince has been disciplined to, I don't want him to have some endorsement. I said, wow, what a good day. I'm so happy. Um, how do I relax? And then he will come back repenting to me saying, I don't know what got into my head. The moment you said I was doing well, I just thought, oh, my days, I don't like doing well. So anyways, um, and I want to use him as an example now. But look at, he's built those muscles, right? But you can see that it took sweat. It took discipline. That's what and discipline I couldn't do. And so if he comes to me and I say, okay, you're going to be my personal trainer from now and all that. And he says, jump, do this, do that. And he's just standing there saying, jump, pity, jump, pass, Toby, jump, da, da, da. Um, do, go on your face, do press up, do sit up. Now, again, what keeps me going? I've seen the outcome. So again, when Paul says, Consider those who preach the word over you. He said, whose outcome of faith? He said, copy it, imitate it, duplicate it. Don't try to create another life. Why is Anthony Joshua going to listen to his own instructor? Because he knows they know what they are talking about. So why do we then listen to other people? Why do the, why is it that the opinion of people on the internet matters to us? Why do the negative opinion get to us? Why is that? Because he asks us to be followers of those who through faith and patience. That's internet. What about the opinion of those that we don't want to be like? And we don't need to say that or think that in a rude way. In fact, if you begin to think and say it in a rude way, what you're doing is that you're buying, you're sowing the seed of emotion into them and whatever you sow into is what you get back. If you sow emotion, you get a wind. If you sow principle, you get a village, you get, you get a whole town to yourself, you get a life because you're sowing principle. So what is the guiding principle in mentorship? 
Consider those who speak the word over you. Look at the outcome of their life. Those who through faith and patience. Now, would you say a gym guy who is edged, who is built up, who is built in the figure that he wants to be, would you say he has faith and patience? 100%. 100%. Faith that if I just keep doing this, you know, sometimes we also went to the gym, but you know what happened to us? We just didn't see the result the next day. Many of you have gone to the gym and you went back to your mirror. Two days or two days after, two, you went back to the mirror and you're checking. I used to do this. And you're thinking, is this thing really growing? You're checking, um, especially, oh, my days, I'm going to get into sisters now. You know, when these ladies, it's just one week of dieting, one. And say, I've lost about 550 million tons right now. No, you didn't lose anything. From human logical perception, I think you've gained more weight. I'm not talking about you, okay? I'm just saying that what happens is sometimes we don't have faith in the process of what we're doing. You've got to have faith in the process of something. Let me, one of my thoughts, you have to also have faith in the process of life. That, that, let me say what I mean by that. Let me say what I mean by that. The process of life means that if you are doing good, you have to believe so much that one day, the good will come back in hundredfold and the nation will recognize that good. Because without that, sometimes you'll give up good, doing good. I think I put it up somewhere that the reason why people don't do good, why they don't go out of their way, is simple. What, why do people not do good? Because good is less rewarding initially. Bad is very popular. If you have a fault, it's usually amplified. People know it. It's everywhere. And I wonder why. I still don't know why in this, in this life. But you see good, right? It is rewarding eventually, but it starts slow. So people give up halfway. They don't believe the process and the principles of life that whatever you sow into it will come back. So if people abuse a pastor, honey, a Miriam, or like pity, this, a that, they must believe in the process of faith and patience that life will come back to reward. For those that come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently, they continue. So why do we give up in mentorship? Why do we give up in life We're with our personal children? But we don't see the muzzle growing too quick. Yeah, we don't see it growing quick. And then we give up. So what I'm saying this morning is this. A guy who has built, a guy who is a world champion, who can fight boxing well or who can play football well, has gone through faith. They believe that if they keep doing those sit-ups, something good will happen and then they have to be patient. Our mentors teach us faith and patience, not by theory, but by the examples of their daily life. You need to put that up. Again, I repeat, our mentors teach us, what did I say? I forgot. Our mentors teach us all these things. They teach us good outcomes of our life. How? Not through theory. They teach us by the outcome of their lives, what we see their life becoming. That's what mentorship impacts in our life. Do you understand this to this point? So we can go on internet, we can go and listen to people we don't like. Have you seen that 10 people can praise you and one naysayer, just one person, and their word can get to you so badly? Anyone experienced that? Now what that is trying to do is to discourage you and make you who you are not. Now I need this hope. What, what the word of a naysayer 
what the word of a naysayer is supposed to do in your life so you can have 10 people praising you and speaking good stuff about you and this one person comes and is a naysayer and they drag you into their own negative word. The attempt, the intention of that is to make you who you are not. You begin to make up your mind not to do good. You begin to change internally and you don't even know you're changing towards the wrong. And so what do you have to do? Consider those who you follow. Consider the outcome of their faith and patience. Why did the Bible use faith there? Because there is always doubt in this life. You would always have most doubters. There will be, the majority of people in your life will be doubters, especially from the demographics we are coming from. And they will be impatient people. That could have kept investing in business. He could have kept building a business or trying to build a business. But he stopped because he just didn't believe that going to the gym and carrying a sandbag will build his muscles. So he just left it and went for what will work for him immediately. Immediately he needs to pay a bill. He needs to fit into the community. And why did that give up so soon? There was no mentor because your mentor will sit down with you and say, Vicky, why are you doing this? Why? Why are you going to settle for a lesser life? Why? Because most times before we are 25, we've lost faith. We've lost faith in the fact that if you are doing what you like, if you really love what you're doing, even though sometimes it may not give you money immediately, it may not give you muscles. So you get the examples I'm using this morning. It may not give you muscles immediately, but you love your job. You love what you're doing. You love it. And I think that's what made me escape poverty in a way. I loved it. So having to do kitchen potting so that I can give and help people on Queens Road was not a stress for me at all. There was no question as to when am I going to make it? When am I going to drive this car? I don't even see that. You know why? Because I love the giving part. What I do after kitchen potting, I love it. I love it. I'm happy with it. So because of that, I didn't mind standing on my feet. I didn't feel the pain of standing for that. That standing is for like eight hours. And I told you the worst thing about me is that I was very risk adverse. So I didn't want to take any risk. So I didn't know there was hot water, you know. So I was just, I just opened that cold thing and freezing and washing those plates. But I didn't feel the pain of it because what I'm using the money from that place to do is way more interesting to me way more interesting and way more love so i love it and because i love it imagine jacob jacob considers the outcome of working so he worked seven years because of his love for rachel or rebecca pardon he loved rebecca so much that seven years work was not a problem and after seven years he was cheated but he lost the outcome that he worked for another seven years. Guess what? We have young people who have not done something for three years consecutively, consistently, quotidianly, daily. And yet they are tired because why? They've gone to check Instagram. They feel someone else has got this result. They've started a restaurant. Their food is good. Let me tell you something. A restaurant that is good will eventually be patronized. If it is good, if it has good food, it may take time. Do you know this is what God taught me so many years ago in church? Exactly the example of a restaurant. He said, if you open a restaurant, if your food is good, people will eventually come. They may not come the first year. They may not come the second year. So what should be your focus? Your food must constantly, consistently be good. So there are days that you're going to run at loss. 
There are days, but you must trust the process that your food is good. That's another example. So God says, get the church. The church is there. The church is open. Don't worry about if people are coming or not. What you should focus on is have good word. Do you have quality word? Do you, do you do your research? Are you able to inspire people? He said, as long as you're doing that, people will come. That's faith and patience. Eventually, and I had to trust that process even when it doesn't look like do I think that Spark is getting the right accolade and the right reward it should get now? No. But it's getting what is comfortable for now. But I trust the process. Because I've seen years ago when we don't have the accolade, eventually we did. I trust the process. Mentorship helps you. Again, not by practical. Many times, guys, we go to church and in church, the pastor is going to preach a powerful sermon about stay strong, da-da-da-da-da, but you can't see his own strength. It's moved on. You don't even know how he lives his life. So when people tell us, is this how pastoring is? No, God wants us to be a family so that everything can see the resilience and the passion and faith and patience of their leader. It's like going to the gym. So whenever you want to forget this message, don't forget that this is gym. I carried the sandbag. I carried everything. I gave up. I didn't trust that the process was able to help me. Did you get anything from that? What's the time now? Should I stop now or should I? I've only given you one point from seven things that mentorship will do for you. And if that's the one point you hear today, I think it will make you a powerful person in life. Trust the process. You already know who you are. People can call you all sorts of names. You see, those callings, if you keep listening to it and keep responding to it, you know what it will do to you? It will begin to change you. Which brings me, which brings me to my second point. Help. Mentorship will help you to tame attacks it shields you from arrows i was telling some one of your brothers or sisters yesterday when people attack you what's your own need for response what's your own need to fight you have no need to fight you know why you have a father you have a shield so it's how do i how do i put this now so it's not like you exist for you i have to respond i have to speak you know why i have no and i have my dad but i have no shield the people that you can coach, imagine someone that I give money, say, I've always stood by you. I'm standing, I stand by you. Da, da, da. I'm thinking, exactly how? What does stand by mean? Because I don't hear from you until maybe there is a viral video of me and it always has to be in court according to your negative. Then I hear from you or when you need money. I don't understand. So if that's standing by, <laughs> uh, that's, I, people shouldn't stand by me then. But I have to shield. So, but for you as an individual under this work, what's your own need? It's not like, well, if people keep saying that this about me, people will hate me. No, you already have a family nation that loves you. So you have no issues. Mentorship shields. Mentorship covers us under attack. It could be public attack. It could be private attack. We always have a place to run to. There's nothing as great as that in this world. To always have a shield, a father, uh, a mother, someone that can speak for you. Even parents who speak against, imagine parents who say, oh, have you heard of so-so-so in your church or so-so here and there? If, if that was their daughter, you know they would be shielding them. I advise you to cut off from such parents. It's negative. It's not positive. Nobody gets blessed from that kind of, of, of head. 
from that kind of honor. No, what people must do is that they must love others like their own children. It mustn't just be about our own life because when it's just about our own life, it is the, it's the extreme of wickedness when it is easy to condemn others and shield our own. It is wickedness. It is not true mentorship. It is not parenting that we must aspire towards. And when you are on the sort of parenting, a time must come when you grow enough to say, that mom, I want you to let, we draw the line here. This is the cutoff point. No, we, it, it's about time that we have community parents, people who can say, oh, let's extend mercy uh, and, and shield. Scripture says that it doesn't, God says that it doesn't, it doesn't delight in sacrifice. He says it delights in mercy in the inner man. God is a merciful God. It delights in those who are merciful. He says things like those who are merciful will receive mercy. So I don't want to honor, I don't want to have an institution in the name of parenting or even pastoring that condemns others that they don't know and shield their home. I've seen parents condemn other people's children and shield theirs until they realize that their own daughter is smoking weed. And when they realize that their own daughter or son is smoking weed, now it's, oh, um, the pressure she's going through, you know, that, that. I said, well, you just condemn other people's children. Other people's children are not good enough. Other people's children are this, they are that, they are this, that, that. Then all of a sudden you realize that something is happening right there under your own roof and it becomes something that you should. It is the extreme of wickedness. There's no better word than that. Please, let us... At least in a world that is filled with politics and lies, sometimes we must come to a place where we speak truth to ourselves. And when someone asks me, how long do you bear with such parenting? For I said, if it was me, I would honor them from a distance and say, look, that's the drawing line. And it's not going to be a silent drawing line. It's just like, you can't do this with me. You cannot bring this negative vibe. I love my own parents. They are believers. I've never heard them. Now, of course, after growing up now, never heard them condemn anyone. Everyone, of course, they had their own traditional beliefs and da 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 until the point when they saw that when they came closer to the nation family, to Spark Nation family, and they saw real lives changing, they never condemned someone. My dad will believe it as some, a man wearing hearing or that. would be like, ah. But now at a close range, you see their heart. You see the person. You, anyone that condemns someone from a distance is a wicked person. Anyone who condemns someone that they haven't taken the time to know from a distance is a wicked person because what you're saying is that you're perfect. And we know it's not true. Every man is flawed. But, but, but to mentorship, mentorship shields. Mentorship covers. Mentorship provides a shield for you. Mentor, I, I, the master, my master mentor was Jesus, is Jesus Christ. I saw him shield a woman that was caught in the biggest sin of those days, adultery. He was actually sleeping with another man's husband. And uh, yeah, another, yeah, another woman's rather. <laughs> that sounds bad. Another woman's husband was actually sleeping with another woman's husband. And guess what? Jesus said, evil has no sin. Mentorship is to shield you. So don't try to cover yourself. That will be fig leaves. Don't try to cover yourself when you come under attack. It might be personal attack from your work colleague. It might be public attack from media. Don't try to shield yourself. Don't try to defend yourself. Live your life as normal, as if that didn't even exist. So mentorship then is given the space. Leadership is given the space to cover you, to give you clothes when people want to strip you naked. 
That's what pastors are called to do. That's what PTs, personal trainers, are called to do. That's my job. I don't know what the word expect me to do, and I've said this many times. My job is to shield people, is to cover them, not to strip people that the word is stripping. No, that's not my job. My job is to have the greatest criminals, so to speak, to have the greatest, those who have done wrong in the community, those that the community want to condemn. My job is to shield them, provide an alternative life. And even at that, when they still make mistakes, my job is to shield them. That's my calling. That's my job. And to make them the greatest in the community. My job is not to PR them. My job is not to make them look good. My job is to say, yes, this has been wrong. Yes, that has gone wrong. Yes, they made mistake but hey here's a covering for you hey here's a cloth for you imagine if we have fathers in the, our communities like that imagine if we have leaders if we have celebrities like that what celebrities will do and i need this to be hope will do is they dissociate from people because they've done wrong your own day will come as well your day will come they'll say oh dissociate don't work with this person but i want to tell all celebrities if you don't like us don't like us if you don't want to work with us don't work with us we're richer we're blessed and I define riches, having true people, good people. So I'm not looking for someone to work with or let's be friends. No, my friends, the people that will help me, God will put me in their heart. God is the one that put the heart of the kings are in the hands of God. God will put me in their heart. They will not seek money from me. They will not seek fame from me. They will not seek perfection from me. They will seek friendship, true friendship. And that's how we're going to build a community. I like that to go up, actually. And so mentorship covers. Those of you who like to dissociate from people, say, oh, he's done this wrong, he's done that wrong. Let me tell you something about life. The only time you will not be controversial is when you're not doing something. And I think I put this down. Let me see in my note. Um, how do people let their happiness depend on others' approval? Um, you will have the approval of other people if you're not doing much with life. People are naturally envious of your space. This is easy to do if you're not doing nothing because there won't be much to approve or disapprove. Imagine a life where there is not much to approve or disapprove. The church as it is configured today, there is nothing much to disapprove. I want you to think about something. The church as it were. It's so peaceful. You're thinking sometimes, since when did Satan and the church become friends? They became friends because they are cowed by Satan so that there's nothing to disapprove or to approve. I said, so um, there'll be nothing much to approve or to disapprove. But if you are busy doing stuff, you have to let people decide to be with you, to work with you or not. This is important, madam. You, you, if you're busy doing things, if you are busy being if you are busy doing things, if you are busy being a champion, you have to let people decide to work with you or not to work with you. Your helpers in life, the people that will come around you, it's not multitude. It's going to be one person or two. Sometimes in a lifetime, God will send you one helper. God only made one helper for, for Adam, Eve. So if you are busy doing things, people will disapprove you a lot. From a distance, they will judge you. But if you are not doing anything, everybody will be your friend. If you're being nice, which is the greatest bondage in this world, people will approve of you. But they will still hate you waiting for your downfall. 
So what I'm saying with this in essence is that you have to let people to, I mean, let people decide to work with you or not work with you. Let's say, I don't want to work with Pastor Toe because of controversies. I don't want to work with Spark Nation because of, don't work with us. You don't need to. But as for us, God works with us day and night. And for this community, we are going to lead it in the world to come. Um, did you get that? Mentorship is to provide shield for you. I don't have anyone who provides shield for me. Everyone goes quiet when I'm under attack, apart from you guys in this house. They go quiet. Even those who have been to Spark Nation to preach, da-da-da-da, have been a blessing and we've honored. They all go quiet. They all hide. Then they, they spring up from somewhere later and want to correct. You know, I want to give you a Bible verse. I'm thinking, but you're not there. And I'm not holding that against anyone. That's not the point. The point is you have a shield. In other words, you have the power to succeed more powerfully because you have a shield. As far as you're concerned and I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong you can do as far as I'm concerned. We correct each other in-house. Of course, I will have a go at you and say this, that, and that. But God forbid, I'm a ride and die. It's like I will shield. Now, shield does not mean to encourage wrong, to encourage a, a, a wayward lifestyle. No. Shield means that after that, then what? After all the correction and after all the that, no, I provide a way to be better. I just don't say that's wrong. I show what is right. Let me, number, number three, maybe. Only Bishop Abigail is talking to me on this. Thank you, Bishop, for keeping me alive. When you're not talking, guys, I don't know if you're here or you're not here. You can say, I'm here silently, just observing. Sometimes you've slept off, you know. Now you're having a dream about muscles. Some of you are having a dream that you're in the gym and your tummy is now flat. It's a lie. Yeah. Anyways, number three or so, mentorship will accelerate success. It gets you there faster. Yes, we've spoken about faith and patience. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Tofumi. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you, Kedar. Uh-huh. So mentorship will accelerate success. It shortens the time that it takes to be successful. Um, so, yes, I believe in the 10-year rule. Now, it must not be your own aim to say, how short can I achieve this? Sometimes, of course, you, you, you're reading a book. You must ask yourself, if I finish reading a book normally, it takes me a month to finish reading it, uh, but I want to finish it in a week. That's good aim. Or you want to do some things shorter, but the negative shorter is when you are in a rush because you're trying to prove something. Now, mentorship is supposed to cut down the time because whereas you're going all the way to Knightsbridge, because someone has been to Knightsbridge, let's say from Croydon many times, they found a shorter route. So they say, go this way. Don't go that way. If you go this way, there are trappings on the way. So mentorship will protect you from living by mistakes. You will no longer live by mistakes because mistakes then mean maybe in three years' time you discover and say, oh, wow, so there's a shorter route to Nicebridge from Croydon. No, mentorship says, I've been there. Go this way. So mentorship is not control. It is actually just trying to shorten how long it takes for you to achieve something. In the house, in the family nation today, I see people who in their 30s are driving this car or this successful or that successful. I, 
well, I, I can't really honestly say I wasn't there at 30. I think I was there at 30, but I could have been there faster with certain kind of mentorship. You, you get what I mean? So their life is a bit faster. PO is employing how many people is employing now, or those who are employing people are employing how many people they are employing now. I wasn't at that stage at their age because I had nobody to tell me, take this risk. Don't take this. Go this way. Mentorship accelerates success. It gets you there faster. It helps you avoid taking the longer route or route, like others would call it. It makes you avoid longer route. Whereas, you know, some of us that grew in my own generation, we, and prayer is good. And I, I, I believe in prayer. You should know I'm a man of prayer to still be standing now. You know how many people want my downfall. And yet, I have many people who want my uprising. The silent majority. Spark Nation, I want you to realize you have massive silent majority. Massive. People will love, will pray for you, will support you beyond words, but they will not be on Twitter or on, on, on email or whatever you guys use talking because it's not. Imagine if PT supports somebody. I'm not going to be on Twitter arguing. I can't do it. I won't, I won't be there arguing. I won't. I'll just, but if I support someone, though, I must say, if I support someone, I will not also be a silent pastor saying, I support you, calling you. I'm going to go outside and say, listen, it is Donald J. Trump, not Obama, Obama Biden. Obama, I mean, Biden's son name is Obama. Not him, it is Donald J. Trump. And we're saying, even if he loses today, yeah, I'm still going to put up a flyer called Donald J. Trump. Win, win, guys. Simple. Because he loves the Lord. He loves believers. And it's for our cause. Uh, someone said, why do you not like Obama this much? Let me just, those who have political mind. Libya fell under him. Egypt fell under him. Think about it, guys. Please, let's not, let's not be, let's not be emotional. Anyways, let's go on. It, it helps you to... So I just said, if I'm supporting someone, I'm carrying them all my life until they turn around and say, guy, don't support me. I'm your number one fan. I'm there. I'm going to be shouting your name. I'm going to be out there. If they say this guy... The only person I may find difficult to support is like pedophiles. You see, that one I'm still praying that God will give me the heart to accept. But it's difficult for me, you know. Uh, it's someone, anyway, I, I'm just saying. That one, I, I'm praying for grace to be able to absorb everybody's wrong. Um, accelerate success, gets you there faster, helps you avoid taking the longer route in life. Sometimes I just feel people are hell-bent on taking the longer route. They, they hear mentorship, they hear leadership, and what they just hear is control. I, I'm a freak, I don't, nobody can tell me what to do. Real mentors don't tell you what to do. They show you. And when they've shown you, it is now left to you I need that help, if you recall that in the short video. Real mentors don't just actually, I need to have the word don't just. Real, real mentors, real mentors don't just tell you what to do. They show you what to do. And when you've seen what to do, you then make the decision. So real mentors don't have the time to, in quote, they say manipulate, force, da, 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 da. Those are jobless people. The person that is saying that is probably at home not busy. So it feels that people have the time to manipulate and control others. No. Especially others that have nothing to give them in return. Most times. Who got to give me a return? No. It is real mentors show you what to do and they let you make the decision to be or not to be. 
They don't have the time to force you to do anything. Are you listening to me? So they show you, not just tell you what to do. Be ye followers of those. That's my handcuff scripture. Will true faith and patience obtain um, the promise? Real mentors help you, master mentors, I'll just call them real or master mentors, um, help you reduce mistakes. They help us to reduce the mistakes that we make. Some mistakes in life are inevitable. So when you come to a master mentor, what they will help you do is to, um, they will help you turn, weaponize positively, weaponize positively the mistakes that you've made, the inevitable mistakes. How do you tell a young man who is just starting out in business, who has no capital, how do you tell that young man not to make mistakes in debt, not to have debt, financial debts? There's no way in the real world it's not that daddy handed over a company to them, da, da, da. And imagine the world wants to tag people with that. But the, guess what? The world don't tag you after you've become successful. When your story is, yes, I was in debt and you've become successful. They say, yeah, can you? But in the, in, in the embryo, embryo stage, when you're still maturing, the world is, what you call the world, and I want you to hear this, what you call the world is your little cycle and they are not the world. And sometimes the little circle, the, the, the demographics on your Twitter or your Instagram or your social media, they, the algorithm gave you a demographic. And if you're not careful, you will call them the world. And you will not realize that a person can leave London now. London is the most local champion city ever. And I don't want to talk about drill or this or, or, or sport because they are all my good friends, so to speak. But you can be a very local person in a very local place, but a global city that is very local. So you can call something your world. You can say, why do people like me this much? Or why do people hate me this much? No, algorithm gave you people. They studied the school you went to. They look at your age bracket. That's why Bill Gates' son or grandson or so. It's not your friend. It's not your demographic, right? Or um, Alan Sugars. Because the, the algorithm, a computer created a world for you. Now, you must deliberately take yourself out of that world. Now, this is important. You must take yourself out of that world. You must study the world of culture and algorithm. And say, culture brought me to live in Beckton or in, in, in Chinatown or in, I don't want to keep mentioning area, or in Southwark or in Southeast, da, da, da. Culture. And from that culture, I grew up in Southeast. From that culture, algorithm began to decide my friends. Now, can I deliberately take myself out of culture and algorithm and fix myself into the world that I see. So a person can stand up from London and create a new world in Ghana. And nobody will know you in London. I mean, in Ghana, because you're coming from London. A new world. You can go America and get lost and be a billionaire and people won't even know you. So don't limit yourself to what the people in your immediate world that was created by culture. Culture means parenting and all that. And then created by culture and sustained by, by media algorithm. You must break yourself free from that. So, um, but I said that to say that mentorship helps us to reduce mistakes that we make. Some mistakes are inevitable, but mentorship helps us reduce the number of mistakes and help us to positively weaponize 
we're able to weaponize the past mistakes and make them into good things that help us fight through the battles of life. If there is anything you must learn when you are young, never forget this. Life is a war battlefield, guys. Life is a battlefield. I, and I said this years ago. I said, I wish I knew this when I was younger. Because what you'll be constantly looking for is peace, that, that you must have peace because you decide to. Life is a battlefield. It's a war front, guys. It's a war front. But what does mentorship do? It helps you to get stronger and it gives you weapons to fight the battles of life. Lastly, here, mentorship is the highest level of knowledge acquisition. I love this one. Mentorship is the highest level of knowledge acquisition. It is not conclusion. What it does is it's an opening. It exposes you. So what I'm saying with that is that, you know, I love books. So you should read books and all that. But let me tell you something. Mentorship is the biggest book you can read. Followership is the biggest book. So mentorship in itself is not conclusive. It exposes you to possibilities and you take it from there. Do you understand that? So you can read books about success. You can read five ways to succeed. You can read 20 ways to succeed. I doubt if there is any of you that is 25 years old whose dad has not read Rich Dad, Poor Dad or heard about it. Those who have parents or parents that are informed. They've all, we've all read it, but did we become rich? I repeat, I've said this before. No, we didn't. Why? Because real mentorship is bigger than book. There is a pressure in life where society can mentor a person. It's a mom, dad, or whoever just went to take nursing job or whatever job that was available so that they can feed their family. They don't necessarily love that job, but so that they can, and they read, you know, they open book and read out to be a great nurse. But what they never read or what they were not opportuned to have is a man, a woman whose life they can read. Mentorship is the highest form of knowledge acquisition. There is no master mentor that will pressure or subjugate or oppress anyone in quotes under them. Never. There's no master mentor that does that. If you have a master mentor, a mentor who does that, who you are afraid of, you are afraid to tell them some things. I'm just afraid. Now, that's not mentorship. Mentorship creates a conducive environment for true conversation. Of course, there's a seed of honor. There's something called honor. Honor is important. I honor people. I love people. I honor people not because they can give me anything back. I honor people not because they are older than me. I honor it because honor is honorable. <laughs> if I may use that word. So we, we honor people. We, in our culture, we also bow to, we do all those things. Uh, some people, of course, not from their heart, but for me and some people that I know from their heart, from their heart. But what I'm saying is that mentorship still creates an environment conducive enough for progressive discussion. It is not conclusive in itself. It exposes you to possibilities. It expands your mind. It is the highest level of knowledge acquisition. It is higher than just print book. It is higher than magazine. It is a lifestyle. I'm going to stop with this today. And I hope you got something from the master mentor class uh, this afternoon. I don't want to keep saying much so that you don't mix up all these things and nothing. Sometimes you sit with your mentorship and your mentor. The reason why you have family aids is that so that pity can reach all of you. In other words, you will not have the chance, or I may not have the chance to always sit to talk to you about this, about that, but you can be rest assured that your mentors listen to their master mentor. 
They listen. They've heard some things. They've heard how this should be done. They are listening. They are asking questions as well. They are getting more knowledge, more, more knowledgeable, more exposed, exposure. When I see young people speak, say, do things in a certain way, concluding life. They say, oh, that's so funny. They, they've already concluded. They have no exposure. My own mind just says, oh, she's not exposed. She's not exposed. She, she doesn't see beyond Croydon. She's in Croydon and that's the whole world. No, please, don't make just Croydon or Brixton. Or if you're watching from, don't make that your whole world. Don't make your culture and your algorithm your whole world because it's not your whole world. Twitter sends people to you. You can say you're following someone that, that he sent people to you because he asked you for your name, probably your date of birth, your color of skin. And he sent, he started filtering some people that are on your own level. You can tell yourself, I'm not on that level. I'm not in that world. Um, uh, someone was showing me a BBC documentary. He said, oh, they've just spoken about Miriam or the church and that, that, that. I said, good for her. If they see someone who is his wealth, I would rather be with someone that oozes wealth than that which oozes poverty. So good for her. Why does she need or anyone need to respond to that? No, just live your own life. You guys have grown beyond, you've grown beyond that because what you must learn is that when that has happened, what happened? Nothing. Nothing negative, just progress, just good report. So I really, apart from the person who was um, in charge of PR, the other person that showed me, I sent them hours after a long message saying, you are not permitted to ever in your life. Because the Bible says something. The Bible says whatsoever is good, whatsoever is pure. If there is any praise, if there is any encouragement, he said, Think about these things. He said, these are the things to focus on. You look for the good of a person. What good, what praiseworthy thing they are saying about the person. That's the one to publish. That's the one to push. Not negative. People will wake up when they hear things that are negative, when they've heard pity swear or they heard this, and then they wake up. It only means evil is the only thing that wakes them up. Why would you be in that category? This same person showed me someone that was taking advantage of a young girl. I, I think in his mind, he's trying to keep me up to date with what is happening in the community. I said, you realize I have a daughter. You think that's a news I want to see, especially when I'm recording. That's not a news I want to see. Why do you feel you're in a position to show me that? It is not progressive. It is not praiseworthy. It's not good report. It's not pure. I don't want to know. Leave that to those who are sitting on social media, gossiping and talking. Get yourself out of that demographic. Be mentored to always. So I said to the person, I said, I've blocked negative people and negative news completely out of my life. The Bible says, how good upon the mountain have the feet of those who spread the good news. Have you read that on your, in your Bible before? He said, the feet of those who spread good news is good upon the mountain. So how do you bring two bad news to me? And I'm not saying the BBC one is bad news. It's their opinion. And everybody has rights to their opinion. And more so, channels like that are dying off. If they don't speak about Spark Nation, nobody's going to watch those people. But you are not the one to now bring it into my room. That's negative. That's evil. You bring to yourselves good report. Praiseworthy things. Don't, don't keep yourself in the demographics of gossipers. 
Psalm number one, blessed is the man. And I'm going to read that Psalm number one so that it helps you, so that you don't think you are up to date. Don't be up to date with evil. Be up to date with good. Be oblivious of evil. Very aware of good. So don't cut yourself up from news, but deliberately, intentionally, plug yourself into right news so that for your word, knowing that the word is a battleground already, for your word, it's just good and good and good alone. And again, I've given you a scripture for that. Whatsoever is good report, praiseworthy, uh, is that um, Paul said that. I, I think I need that as well so that some of you can renew your mind. And I've always warned this guy. He will say, no, 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 I'm not just on social media. He's always from blog to blog to blog to blog to blog. Whatever you feed your eyes with will make your mind hop. And no matter how much you think you are determined, eventually you become a product of what you are fixed on. The Bible says, and looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Then another scripture says things like, as we behold as in a glass of mirror, the glory of God. He said, we are transformed to the same image. As you continuously look at your negative community, what happened here? Someone fell from the tree. <laughs> Someone, da, da, da. Someone was touching a girl. Someone was doing this. As you continue as you continue to fix your eyes on this, even though you're seeing your master mentor, you become what you continuously see and feed your mind with. Because the algorithm already knows that you're likely going to be the one on local blogs. Can we for once remove and plug ourselves out of that? But do you guys use local blogs? Yes, we do. That's to feed them with news and we get out of it. I'm not connected to any local blog. I don't know it made you think shape. I'm not connected to any. I don't read it. And I'm not saying people shouldn't. People should. Who should? Those who don't know us. Look at Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Just give me the phone. It says, finally, brethren, and I've told you the word finally. That means everything I've been saying, this is the summary of it. Finally, I mean, Paul now. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. So you look at a documentary like that, you say, is it true? No, it's not true. It is perverted truth. Yes, a person has made mistakes in their lives, but it is perverted. When two people do business together, I, I'm hold and people hold me. Things can go wrong when it comes to money. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, because you must not promote unjust stuff. Unjust means when you know these people are just being targeted all the time for clout. Clout, clout, clout. That's not just. And one day God will be just. I mean, God is just. He will show his, justi his justification on you guys. So be careful of those who promote things that are not just. Because before you put your mouth into another person's matter, ask yourself, do I know what is just on this matter? If it's not, don't talk. Your mouth is not created to talk you. It's madness. Whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report. So you can't show me two news one night when I'm trying to interview and you, we have to redo that interview now because it didn't allow me to focus. You can't show me two things that completely violate the scripture. And I'm interviewing you. So my mind is not there because I'm thinking this person is anti-scripture. Whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things.
So the people around me are my informers. They, they give me things to think about. They feed me with stuff so that I can think about it. So this is not Toby now. This is scripture. He said, meditate on these things. So I would have to meditate. And the person was still showing me, he said, I, I know you don't like to see these things, but look at this. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, you know I don't like it, but hey, hit it. That's the devil right there. In the name of Jesus, the Lord rebooked foul devil. Huh? He said, think about these things. Look at Psalm number Psalm number one. He said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the... He told us three places not to walk, not to stand, and not to sit. Scornful people, ungodly people, people who spread what is wrong, parents that just spread bad news. Always just there, knocking it out. They see all the good, ignore it, and just spread bad. That's not parenting. That's fear-mongering. That's control. That's manipulation. That's evil. Feed yourself with good. Your mind will see good. Follow master mentors. No controlling people. Master mentors. And I've given you the attribute of mentorship. Any question, then I'll switch off. May God bless you. From November the 9th, you will see about 15 interviews that I'm going to show. I'm sitting with people and it's like hot seats. I'm winding them up real, real great, real great. I don't want to say that. If you follow these things, there is no mystery to success or money making. The focus is not money making. Money will come to you. Good will come to you. I repeat, the helpers of your destiny are not meant to be many. Um, identify something you're passionate about and a vision family that you join. Stay in it. Grind with it. The good, the times, I mean, the good times and the bad times. And hey, Spark Nation right now is not in a bad time at all. We're enjoying every moment. It's not like, oh, they're persecuting us. No, no leadership. There's no persecution. People, some people, some channel who want promotion, they're speaking their own opinion about things. And we must allow people to be whilst we get stronger and richer and more blessed. Promote the program. I think it's going to be on blogs today. And I'm going to talk about from the 9th of November, um, every day of the quarantine, we're going to have, of quarantine or lockdown, we're going to have one seven-minute talk, seven minutes each day with PT, really interview, just short. I love your life is good right now. Yes, Charlie, life is so good right now. I'm not even, I can't lie to you. I can't even, I can't pretend to you. And if you're going through bad times, join the nation family. Family brings good, and it's going to be awesome time for you. Of course, the lockdown starts from Thursday. I don't know lockdown, and so we're happy. Of course, we will not be able to resume the um, service show, the kind of service we, we recorded service, but we'll do whatever the, the community or the, the, the nation or the world situation allows us to do um, at this time. So, hey. I hope you've been blessed today. I hope you got something out of this. I've lost touch on time. Well, it's almost 1 p.m. So one and a half hours, 90 minutes talk. Awesome. God bless you all. Let me see who is still on. I know some people have gone to bed or you've gone to eat or you've gone to check blog. 
Imagine I'm talking about blogs. Someone is just scrolling through their Insta again. You are too much hood news. Calm down and get some stuff. You can't be a millionaire without. Anyway, and I'm not saying don't, don't know what's going on. Just program yourself toward the positive and the blessing is on you. Thank you. Thank you all. The blessing is on you. God bless you all. Thank you. I can see it coming in fast and lovely. Thank you all. Thank you. It's a beautiful time. And hey, guys, I'm going to be 40. I keep saying this thing because you know why? I can't believe I'm going to be 40. I just can't believe it. Because 40 used to be like some long time for us. I criticized everybody that was 40 when I was 20. If I hear any 20 year old try to criticize me now, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Don't, don't try it. I'm just joking. Um, love this cop. I love it too. It's so relaxed, guys. I love it. So I'm going to be 40 on 11th of 11th. 11, 11, 20. So that's 22, 20, really. And is it special to me? Yes, because. I'm going to be 40, and it's a age I just didn't think exists. So I thought I would be in fob list, like 30 under 30 billionaire. <laughs> but I didn't make it. So now I'm going to be 40. I'm thinking, damn, who told you to pastor? You should not have pastored. So I thought I would be 30 under 30, greatest achiever, 30 under 30. But, ah, oh, man. You make 40 look sweet, sir. So, you see, after 40, I can't do all those drippy, drippy thing anymore because it would look funny, right? I think I can still do it, like remove two years from my age. Thanks, I appreciate every word you say. Thank you, the mail. Thank you, everybody. 11-11, amazing. I'm already dreading the messages I will receive that day. So I just want you to know that all my life I've been um, special and you are so special to me that from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say, I love you, sir. Blah, 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 blah. I'm already dreading. Bah, 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 bah. I'm, I mean, I'm dreading it. Like, oh, man, can it just be 12, 11 right now? <laughs> uh, my days. Uh, of course, you can do drippy, sir. Can I? I think from 40, I should just wear suit and tie. What do you guys think? Like proper suit, like Nigerian kind of coat and tie. And then when I speak, I'm going to use F. Oh, sorry. Damn with this F word, man. Damn it. God damn it. Um, I'm just going to have speeches like in paper, like Obama. And play basketball to impress black people. And say, wow, he can't even play basketball. Oh my God. Steven plays basketball, guys. <laughs> no suit, please. Okay, by popular demand, I shall not be wearing suit. No, don't do suit and tie, sir. No, the pity version of suit and tie, yes. Ah, no, I don't have a version. God forbid. So, guys, those who are watching me, I want to wear suit. I want to be a responsible man, but the nation said no. So, hey, more deals, please. No. Okay, guys, let me stop with this one. At 40, what gift do you think I should get for myself? I didn't say you to me now, so nobody put me up and say, ask them to buy him gift. 
God will bless them to get to a place where they can buy me a real gift. Um, you know, people have received gifts from me before and say, oh, it's the thought, it's the thought. Guy, I just gave you 2K for your birthday. Nobody just gave you 200. So it's the thought that really taught me. You're a liar, it's the money. <laughs> It's the money. You think I don't know you don't care about my thought. <laughs> what gift should I buy for myself? More dear. How many dear can a person wear? Private jet. To go where though? We're going to go Birmingham. Where's Madi from? Birmingham? No, I think the gift you can buy for me for your bed, for my birthday, Madi, is to change that guy. That, oh man. Is to change that cow yours. <laughs> Love us to just get you another car, man. Then I will be happy, you know. And imagine when they come and say, I bought myself a new car for your birthday, sir. <laughs> that would be so fun. You should have a jet with nation family on it, right? Get yourself a cannabis briefcase. And no, I'll do a Louis Vuitton one. Thank you very much, sir. I'll do a Louis Vuitton or maybe a Henry's one. You know those big... Hermes bag. It's just I don't go anywhere, so I don't know. I have to create occasions to carry the bag to. <laughs> uh, I was about to say a yard, then I remember it's already been done. Exactly, we jumped in a yard. Uh, oh my God, Lord. Best 40th birthday present ever. Exactly. Because um, one hour with, with Bill Gates for my birthday, nah. I'm okay. I don't want to spend one hour with a whole man. I'm so sorry. I mean, I love Bill Gates and wow, his achievement is. I'd rather spend that one hour with you guys. I'm telling you now. Now, I don't want to. It's in a private island. I've always dreamt of that, but I've got to build that in Africa, Ghana or Nigeria. Ghana or Nigeria. It has to, the private island will be in Ghana or Nigeria. That's what I desire. I think Ghana, to be honest with you. Because in Nigeria, it will not be private. <laughs> you just see people coming in from under the sea, swimming in. Swimming in. Nah. So it's going to be Ghana. Um, yes, sir. You've done everything. I've never slapped you, Ray. Maybe that. <laughs> I love Ray so much. It reminds me of one of the pastors. Yeah, private highland is sweet. Ghana, sir. Always Ghana. It's going to be Ghana. 110%. 110%, no doubt. 110%. Someone just said Congo. <laughs> You're funny. Syria alone is great, but nah. Thank you. Okay, let me leave you guys to go now. God bless you. Have a lovely day. It's been a pleasure. It's been a very calm scope. I love you all. God bless you. Thank you.